Good evening, world. This is the podcast Sassafras, and your hostess, Laura Cattell. And we have been going over some... Ooh, goodness. Really, really heavy topics lately. So, being that I'm almost done with this book, and I, um... <laughs> ah, packed all my other ones, because I thought I'd be in the process of driving by now. But that's fine. Because what did that do? That spurred me to go to my local Barnes & Noble and pick out some new titles. And as what happens with most trips to Barnes & Noble when you appreciate and love a good book, I walked away with a few too many. But again, that's okay. That gives me plenty of reading material and therefore uh, podcast framework for quite some time. So as you know, we're going over Manifesting change, it couldn't be easier with Mike Dooley. So originally I had set out to go and find some more Mike Dooley. Because I like to do one of their books and then another either ahead or behind of where the I started with. So, excuse me, that we can get a better contextual picture of that person, their beliefs, um, excuse me. Their, their metamorphosis, their enlightenment, their their inspirations, all the all the other things that make them tick. So we've gone over in this book many times about Mr. Dooley and his original book, Infinite Possibilities, which I will be doing next because I found it. And like trying to go through Ross. It's kind of like going through the bookstore. It could be in the $5, uh, you know, last chance section. It could be over here. It could be over here. It could be under religion. It could be under self-transformation. It could be under self-help. Oh, my neck hurts from craning over many, many a book shelf trying to find what I was looking for. I was trying actually to find some Michael Bernard Beckwith, who does some very, very eloquent work. Um, I didn't find him at all. I'm going to have to look that up. But I did come away with quite a bit. So I'm going to run down the list of books we're going to be going over here in the near future. Starting with Infinite Possibilities, The Art of Living Your Dreams. From Mike Dooley, forward by Bob Proctor. Their 10th anniversary edition. So we're going to start with that next. But I like that variety. So we went over a couple other things. So I also picked up Lisa Nichols' Abundance Now. That looks fascinating and fantastic. I love Lisa Nichols. She's this wonderfully upbeat person. Manifesting Made Easy. How to Harness the Law of Attraction and Get What You Really Want. Forward by Dr. Joe Vitale. The Miracle Club. How Thoughts Become Reality. From Mitch Horowitz. I don't remember where I remember hearing Mitch Horowitz, but I do recognize the name, so I'm excited to get into that one. And then I picked up what I never expected to pick up, which was a third in Rhonda Byrne's um, bestsellers, and that's called The Greatest Secret, which I'm excited to tap into that. It's set up much the same way the original secret was, with far less... Um, how do you put it? Far less interruptions from featured authors. And really, really, I'm just, mm, 
very excited to get into this one. I don't know when I'm going to get into it. However, on the back end, if I don't get through all of those, I picked up a Dr. Joe Dispenza, Becoming Supernatural. If you have not heard of Dr. Joe Dispenza, I highly encourage you to. And whereas the other books that I'm reading are using uh, um, not many words to the page, right? Kind of a large typeface font. Mr. Dispenza's book is very small type, big pages, lots, lots, lots of knowledge, lots of knowledge, and diagrams, and beta wave patterns, and charts. I mean, there's an entire color, I mean, it's really awesome. There's this entire colored section in the middle of uh, standing waves of information, brain waves before and after a walking meditation, brain activity while dimensionalizing a scene in the mind. I mean, just really in depth. Really in depth. So, since it's probably the most substantive book that I got, I'm very excited to go writing it. Um, you can go look at a couple of his talks. They're available on YouTube, Dr. Joe Dispenza, D-I-S-P-E-N-Z-A. I'm actually really, really curious to get into that one. But I'm going to get into all the other ones first. Because Dr. Joe's book is so stuffed. Whereas I was able to get through, you know, uh, two, three pages, sometimes just one page, depending on uh, where I was in the book, topic we were covering, that kind of stuff. With Mr. Dispenza's book, with Dr. Dispenza's book, I might get through one page at a time. Maybe two. May maybe, maybe. And there are, how many, how many pages in this book? <laughs> also, it's been very, very well researched, I would say. Um, they have an endnote section in the back on page 327. And it goes chapter by chapter, all of their reference material. So, chapter one, chapter two, um... Heart-focused attention, heart-brain synchronization, energetic and physiological mechanisms. I mean, it's really, really well thought out. Really well laid out. I, I might read this on my own just as an aside. So there are 326 full-length, chock-full pages. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of material. So I'm excited to get to it after I get through all this other stuff. So we're going to start next after Mr. Dooley's Manifesting Change with Infinite Possibilities. I also did not find the Silva Mind Method, which I really, really, really wanted to find when I went there, but I didn't. So I'll probably have to order that one from Amazon. That being said, until I have an actual address from which to order from Amazon, because I'm about to not have one. Excuse me. I'll be definitely looking for those when I do. But as I've just described, we have plenty, plenty, plenty of material to get through 
before now and then. So. Exciting, exciting, exciting. Alright, we left off yesterday. Woo! We left off yesterday with some heavy, heavy material. But I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna shy, shy away or shame from it. I cried like a baby. Alright. And just to bring back into focus the necessary iteration that when you encounter bumps on the road, those bumps can be large, those bumps can be major. Those bumps can be, as this person put it, um, the friend he never, the friend from England that he never gave a name to. When he asked her to concur that bad things do not happen, she replied that while those were years of absolute horror and turmoil. They were also years filled with the greatest blessings she'd ever received. And I read something this morning that really put it in very simple terms. And even though it's been said, you know, obviously many times throughout this book, and you've probably heard it many, many times before. I wanted to share it because it really not matches, not emphasizes, is it emphasizes? Re-emphasizes? We'll go with re-emphasizes. It re-emphasizes the point she's trying to make, the point he's trying to make, the point people that have been through this is trying to make. You're not breaking down, you're breaking through. And if it feels like you're standing in a puddle of your own pieces, those are pieces that have fallen off for a reason. They no longer serve you. You are not broken, you are becoming. When you are in the, in the middle of the growing and the breaking, it seems like it's utter chaos and bad things do happen. But you're not breaking, you are growing. And I will make it a point here. She's described it years of absolute horror, horror and turmoil. Laying on her bed, crying, and she had earned every right to do so. Lost her son lost her husband, lost her livelihood, lost her home, lost her father, lost her mother. And from what I'm gathering was about a two-year time frame. Her one and only child, then her husband, then she finds out her husband was actually massively cheating on her um, through creating this uh, illicit massage service that he'd been embezzling money from their company to fund. And then after that, she lost her father and then she lost her mother. I mean, that's, that's just... 
Again, that's that's one of those when it rains it pours moments. And yet, after it all, and she looks back, and she'll tell you the same thing I will tell you with a straight face. Yes, those are horrible years. Yes, it's horrible to go through it. But when you come out the other side, the things you have learned from it, Man, you can't learn them any other way. No matter how much you wish you could, hope you could, beg the universe, why, why can't this be learned easier? It can't. And again, from the perspective of this is just one lifetime against trillions upon trillions of potential lifetimes. From that perspective, it's a rather small price to pay to learn these things, to help other people learn these things, these necessary things. So yesterday we left off with help others. And I'm not going to completely reiterate what we went over yesterday, because um, we're already getting a little late in the podcast, but it's there. You can go back and listen to it. I highly encourage you to. Uh, I, all, I threw in my own personal perspectives on top of Mr. Dooley's, on top of this lady who he describes in, um, in her life. So we're going to get into help others and then choose perspectives wisely. I think we're going to finish out the chapter. Nope, not quite. Not quite finishing out the chapter. Probably do that tomorrow. So, before I get any farther, my shout out to the restaurant industry. All my guys and gals out there in Foodland, thank you for what you do. Thank you for... Thank you for the hope that you held this entire time. I know it's not easy. I know it hasn't been easy. I tip my hat. Massive respect. Thank you for all you do. And if you are feeling overwhelmed, too stressed out, and like you can't go on, I'm begging you to not do something you can't take back. You are worthy. You are valuable. You are deserving. Don't even let yourself tell you that you are anything less. Please don't quit. Please don't quit. Alright, so. Help others. Little else offers a better insight into our own situations than helping others who want or need the same thing that we do. It's more confidence you want... Excuse me. If it's more confidence you want, Find someone who wants more confidence as well and help him or her find their own. If it's more abundance, help someone find abundance in his or her life. 
If it's creative, fulfilling work, give someone wanting the same an idea or two. Hold their hand, and you will see yourself and your own situation in a brand new light. I made a friend eight years ago when visiting Hawaii. He was in one of my audiences and sub subsequently invited me to speak to three or four different groups in Oahu. Over the course of a week, he and I became friends, played golf together, and he remains one of the most well-rounded, balanced individuals I have ever met. He runs an organization called United Self-Help of Hawaii, which provides self-help care and recovery programs for people afflicted with virtually every form of mental illness, including those with schizophrenia and former mental hospital residents, to those dealing with severe depression, anxiety, and other more common ailments. Joining them in 1987, he rose through the ranks to become their director, helping people get back on their feet, find their own identity, discover their power, and live rewarding lives to the greatest degree possible. By the end of our week together, I was absolutely stunned to discover that before his career began in Hawaii, he was considered mentally ill because he suffered from clinical depression. His ability to cope and the recovery that followed were made possible as soon as he reached out to others who needed the same kinds of services, assistance, and care. By helping others, he helped himself. Today, United Self-Help of Hawaii enables people dealing with mental illness to have access to free computers, golf lessons, surfing lessons, swimming lessons, and much more, all in exchange for their continued participation in recovery and care. He has achieved such great success with his programs that other states are now modeling some of their healthcare programs after the model he created. Through helping others, you always inevitably help yourself. That particular iteration has been repeated quite often from many of the top people that you hear from. Um, Oprah, Tony Robbins, Dean Graciosi, mm. a lot of the top guys. If you want to help yourself, help others. Because the reality is, if you need the help, the chances are very, 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 very high that you are not the only person requiring or needing that particular type of help. So when you go out and you, well, like, goodness, I need this help. Other people need this help. I'm going to make sure that if I can get this help, so can other people. All right. Not only that, but let's take the, let's take the, if you want, if it's more confidence, you want to find someone who wants more confidence. 
and help him or her find their own. When you're doing something like that, right, and you start talking with these people, what you're doing out loud is you're stating a reality of being confident. This is no different than a repeated affirmation. You're doing it out loud. Because you're coming from your own place and you're instilling confidence in this person and instills confidence in you because you see them blossom. It's twofold. It's threefold. You're saying it out loud. You're practicing it. You're helping them through it. And then just almost by default, you start doing the same things that you advise the other person to do. It's multi-layered. So, choose perspectives wisely. This is your ace in the hole. Because if you can change your perspective, you can change how you see and feel about the entire world. Note from the universe. If you knew a spectacular mountain that was very, very tall, yet climbable, and if it was well established that from its peak you could literally see all the love that bathes the world, dance with the angels, and party with the gods. Would you curse or celebrate each step you took as you ascended it? Righto! Life is that mountain, and each day is a step. Perspectives change everything. The universe. P.S. Fear not. Last time I checked, you were so close to the top that they were taking your yoga measurements. I like a little bit loose. Okay. And we might actually finish... Nope, we actually will. Okay, so... As is with the rest of this book, the last little bit of every chapter is a uh, is an exercise. So, you can do this. This is another simple exercise, and it, it its intent is clear. If a past challenge once made your life better, is there really such a thing as adversity and or quote unquote bad stuff happening? Using the workspace on the right, list the past challenge and note how it has made your life better now. Once you've done that, list the challenge you have today and how it has, or will, make your life better. No matter what the challenge, no matter what the hardship, no matter what the violation. When you stand far enough back from the equation, you will see that you do indeed live in paradise. And that you've got the rest, or I should say, the best of your life to look forward to. And of course, it goes falls on the next page, so you can just take any sheet of paper. And you're just going to basically, one past challenge, one current challenge. How experiencing that challenge made your life better. Current challenge, how experiencing this has made or will make your life better. And write out as much as you want, there's no other imperative here. But it is followed with another note from the universe. 
I keep telling them that it's a jungle out there. That time and space isn't a place for scaredy cats. That toes are stubbed, hearts are broken, and dreams can seem to be shattered into a million pieces. I tell them that the illusions are so captivating they won't even remember who they really are. And that the emotions can be so painful at times they may fleetingly wish they were dead. But that just makes them want to go even more. Adventurers, you bad. The universe. I love his notes from the universe. <laughs> Alright. So, quick end to the chapter, and we are going to start chapter 8 next, which is It's Your Turn! So, perspective really does change everything. And you can change your perspective on a whim. You can change it at will. Why? Because it resides squarely within your mind. Alright. And I'm going to use a little bit of basic science here. A little bit of basic psychology. And it's not going to sound like it makes sense. Or that it's pertinent. But I promise that it does. Alright. Take pain. Right? The age-old childhood rhyme. Sticks and stones may break my bones. But words will never hurt me. I think I said this before in a previous podcast. But I'm going to reiterate it here. Alright. This accurately describes the two ways we come at pain. One is physical. One is mental. By the way, that's a fantastic affirmation, by the way, as well as a declaration. You are declaring words will never hurt you. Just because it's simple doesn't mean it doesn't work, but I digress. Alright, sticks and stones may break my bones. Physical. Words will never hurt me. Mental. Physical pain, you can't really ignore because it is a series of processes that's hardwired into the body but mental words will never hurt me all right in order for a word to hurt you it must first be heard excuse me hold on a second sorry my senior cat went in my lap it's okay all right a word must first pass through your mind, and your mind must assign it a value, either positive or negative. Has to assign it negative before it can hurt you. Since it passes through the mind, you get to decide what value gets associated with it. You can either choose to give it a negative association, you can either choose to give it a positive association. Excuse me, value. Positive value, negative value. Okay, you have to assign it a value. You can also ignore it. You have the ultimate power to decide whether or not a word hurts.
for the same reason why you can change your perspective. It all rests and resides inside your head. And because it rests and resides inside your head, you have the ultimate power to change it into whatever you want it to be. Okay? So, pick a perspective that is empowering. Alright? As much as Reality is something to be paid attention to in the fact that if you're not paying attention to the road and you end up getting into a car crash, um, you know, that kind of thing. You shouldn't be actively trying to get into a car crash to jumpstart some sort of learning curve because you're trying to learn something as fast as possible. No. You still need to pay attention to reality and be aware of yourself and your surroundings because that's why you incarnated into this body in the first place you are here to feel you are here to experience and do things that you can't do when you're energy or even if you're from another planet so I mean if you incarnate in another planet or another dimension or another energy field there's just certain things you can only do here as a human you are here to experience being human and to learn all the all the intricacies that comes with it you're here to experience being human all right when you choose an empowering perspective it's not ignoring it is not ignoring all the horrible things out there in the world. It is improving the positive energy being put out into the world. Rather than adding to all the misery. Alright. This might be this might be a bad analogy, but think of think of a car's engine. Let's take a V8, right? And one piston. All right, pistons go up and down in very, very form-fitting holes. Those holes capture the explosive energy of gasoline. And that energy is what makes the car run, okay? For a V8 engine, there are eight pistons. Those eight pistons reside in eight holes. Alright, if a piston gets gummed up or damaged and it can't fire anymore, the car doesn't work as properly, right? Then you have another piston that decides to act up. And the car suffers even more. When all the pistons are going, the car runs beautifully. When you are focusing on 
your own happiness and what makes you happy and you're spreading that joy out to other people you're helping the car run smoothly you're not ignoring all of the other problems you're focusing on making yourself right and I apologize if that didn't make sense right off the top of my head one of, that was one of those ones that went better in my head than it came out of my mouth but I was trying to search for a better analogy that would help explain this without using Doctor Who Nope, gotta use Doctor Who. And this is a very one-off scene. It was when Matt Smith was trying to explain... I think it was his last... Yeah, I think it was his last episode as Doctor. As the Doctor. Um, and he's talked, talking with the actress and uh, who plays uh, his sidekick. And he tries explaining to her that life is really more like a pile of bad things and a pile of good things and you just try and add to the pile of good things so that it becomes bigger than the pile of bad things I mean that's a very simplistic uh, five-year-old explanation of it but really beautifully beautifully simple in a way not necessarily that bad things are bad things, as Mr. Dooley has explained, because it all, all provides context, contrast, lessons, and whatnot. But when you're focusing on yourself, and what brings you joy, and you're joyful and happy, you spread that joy to others. You're adding to the positive energy, and the pile of good things, as he puts it. So that when bad things do happen... It doesn't knock you off course. And when you start shifting that perspective, when you start gaining a new perspective, even the bad, bad things, lessens, that, that perspective lessens the time you spend in pain. And despite outward appearances sometimes, lessening the time that you spend in pain is a good thing. Remember I said yesterday, you will actually fight to hold on to pain when the trauma has been severe enough. You will tell yourself you've earned it. That you somehow deserved it. Oh my god, my life is undid and horrible and I'm broken and I'm worthless and all of these other things. You will fight to hold on to that pain. Please don't. I will tell you honestly and accurately from the other side of it. You don't deserve to keep hurting yourself. You don't deserve to keep hurting yourself. You don't deserve to keep being hurt. It was a lesson, not a life sentence.
and you might be too close to it right now. That's okay. You will get to that point if you allow yourself to, where you can look back and learn from it. You will get to that point. I know you will, because everyone does. Some of us only get to it at the end of our lives, when we look back and realize all the time we wasted, feeling sorry for ourselves, or thinking we couldn't do this or do that. Some of us realize it a lot sooner. And that's what me and other people try and shine a light for, is to get you to realize that sooner. Before you get to the end of your life and you're looking back and you're realizing, oh crap, I really had a lot of opportunities to do something better. Don't get to the end of your life and look back, wishing you had done something else. You deserve the happy life you dream about. And this book has given you quite the blueprint on how to legitimately do that for yourself. So, we will come back tomorrow with Chapter 8, It's Your Turn! Alright, so not nearly as heavy today. A little bit more lighthearted. <laughs> but I'm gonna go over that one note from the universe just one more time. If you knew of a spectacular mountain that was very, very tall, yet climbable, and if it was well established that from its peak you could literally see all the love that bathes the world, dance with the angels, and party with the gods. Would you curse or celebrate each step you took as you ascended it? Righto! Life is that mountain, and each day a step. Perspectives change everything the universe. P.S. Fear not. Last time I checked, you were so close to the top that they were taking your yoga measurements. Not exactly sure what yoga measurements they were taking, but for the map, the clothes... Anyway. Alright. Find a perspective that empowers you. Find an end result that makes you giddy with joy. Find that thing that makes your heart sing. And let that lead you. 
So, go ahead and get in a little wiggle and do a little stretch, and we will get to our two minute brain break. take a nice big deep slow breath in really deep really expand your lungs out in Let's take another nice, luxurious, deep breath in. Just let your awareness settle into the space. And today, just let yourself get lost in the melody. Thank you. 
So, normally I, um, <clears throat> I have a specific channel on, I have saved on my Pandora, it's called Zen Garden. It has lots of nice soothing music. I'll usually run a YouTube sometimes, that can get really expensive on the, um, uh, excuse me, on the, um, on the internet side of paying for these, because it's streaming and it's a download. So this in the background is uh, channel 857 on DirecTV, it's called Soundscapes. And I'm just gonna take this as a flow direction from the universe, that people needed to be a little bit more upbeat and peppy today. This particular song is called O-Ray-Pia, from the artist A.O. Music, literally A.O., that, that's it. From the album Hokulea from 2013. Didn't pick this, didn't anticipate this. Just wonderful randomness. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for participating. Thank you for listening. Thank you. I hope you guys have a great rest of your night, and I'll see you back here tomorrow with Chapter 8. This is the podcast Sassafras. Have a great rest of your night, guys.